A lot of Chicago Bears fans weren't thrilled on draft day last year when Ryan Poles used his first two picks on defensive back. And if the Bears general manager is going to go with the best player available with the ninth overall pick this year, it might just be a cornerback. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the free game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you enter in our promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game's store. On the show today, we look at the possibility of a cornerback with the Chicago Bears' first-round pick. Obviously, not a massive need on this roster, but given the way the first eight picks are generally expected or projected to go, it seems likely that at least one, if not two, of the top cornerbacks will be there for the Bears at nine, and that if you're really truly stacking your draft board, regardless of your positional need and just looking at the most talented players, cornerback might end up being that top of the position. So we'll look at why the Bears might consider that as a real possibility, despite the lack of overwhelming need on the roster. And then we'll get to better know the two top cornerback prospects, Devon Witherspoon from Illinois and Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. It seems to me like it would be a frustration point for Chicago Bears fans when last year in the second round, you know, everyone wanted to see Ryan Poles mostly draft a wide receiver with one of those two second round picks. But going back to back defensive backs was not as though they didn't have that as a need, but it was like the feeling was the Bears need to more address the offense around Justin Fields. And by using the first two picks on defense and then waiting to the third and fifth round to really go on the offense, that it wasn't prioritizing that side of the ball enough. And I often feel like general managers get into this lose-lose situation with the fan base where, you, you know, you just can't please everybody. And that's this is not exclusive to Bears fans. It's for any fan base and any general manager. But every fan base, you, you either want him to be, you want him to draft the best player available with his pick, right? Give me the best player available to add to our team. But then when you draft a best player available, that's not at the position of need. It's like, well, why didn't you address that position of need? But when you draft a player that's just at a position of need, but maybe not the best player overall available, well, then it's, why did you reach for that player at that position of need? You should have waited to fill that need and taken a better player that was available at that pick. So it, it feels to me like there's not really a perfect sweet spot there unless the best player available happens to be at your biggest position of need. But the general manager has very little control over that, right? It's what every other team does, or you trade up or I guess trade down to get to a spot where the best player available is closer to a player or a position that you have a massive need for. Let's not forget, though, that 
cornerback is not a zero need position, right? I, I mean, a comment from ESPN always talks about like every position on your roster is either a need right now or it's going to become a need soon and that you can always use more young players at, at every position. But even right now at cornerback, you've got Jalen Johnson, you've got Kyler Gordon as your one and two of sorts, and then Kendall Vildor is still your cornerback three. It's essentially the exact same cornerback group from last season brought back with you know just a couple of depth changes here and there, but pretty much the same group. You'd like to have a better cornerback group if you could. Maybe you can get by with this group if you have a better front seven in front of them, but ideally, you'd like to add there. Ideally, you would like to upgrade from Kendall Vildor as one of your top three cornerbacks because especially nowadays in the NFL, teams like the Bears play with three cornerbacks on the field the majority of the time. Your third cornerback is more of a starter now than your third linebacker. And so it's important to have three good cornerbacks because you're going to go against three good receivers quite often on a lot of teams across the NFL. So that that that's a good reason to want to add a cornerback. Maybe that alone is not reason enough to say ninth overall pick. But again, if it's the best player available and you feel like the two cornerbacks in this draft class very well could and likely will be at that spot, that makes it a, a tough situation to pass on. You can also look at the bigger picture range here and say, well, a couple things. One, Kyler Gordon really, really struggled as a rookie this last season. He had a, a tough year. There were some good moments, but some pretty bad moments in there too. And it's not to say that he's a bust or that he's never going to be good, but it is something where you wonder just a little bit, how much better is he going to be this year? Is it going to take him a couple of years? I mean, we saw Kyle Fuller kind of go through some ups and downs early in his career, and then eventually kind of settled into a role and played really, really well for a while. So that's that's my point with Kyler Gordon is like, he might not be your second best cornerback. He might not be CB2 quality just yet this year in his career. So wouldn't it be nice to have another really good cornerback to mix in there? And then you got Jalen Johnson, who is going to be a free agent after this season, as it currently stands today. He's interested in signing an extension, but we heard from Brad Spielberger on this very podcast about how there's this sense that maybe Jalen Johnson views his value at a certain number and the Bears view his value at a number lower than that. And they might not be on the same page about how good they think Jalen Johnson is. And there's always a chance that this could be Jalen Johnson's last season. And if we knew for sure, like if today, if I could tell you today for sure, this was Jalen Johnson's last season, I think a lot more people would be on board with drafting a cornerback, even with the first round pick this season. I don't think it will be Jalen Johnson's last season, but there's a chance that it is. And so adding a cornerback in the first round would be some great insurance policy for that. And also some insurance policy for the speed of Kyler Gordon's development. And at the very least be an upgrade over Kendall Vildor. Like, you know, there's a scenario there where you have three really good cornerbacks and that's great. Or there's a scenario there where whoever you draft becomes one of your mainstays and you lose, you know, one of the other two guys isn't what you thought they would be in terms of the long-term future with this team. So I think there's, you can make an argument that there's good enough reason to draft a cornerback, right? It's not like, like there's no reason to draft a safety. The Bears, there's just not, in the first round, there's no there's no reason to use a first round pick on a safety. Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker have that locked down. There's no reason to use a first round pick on a linebacker. You just signed Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards, right? There's at least some reason to say why you could use a first round pick at cornerback, even though it's very clearly not nearly as large of a need as right tackle and defensive line in particular. So that's why I feel like we need to prepare ourselves for the possibility here, especially because the two prospects at the top of this draft are really good. And when we see like how the first handful of picks might go, there's a chance one or both of them might slip through to the Bears and be that potential best player available. So we'll get to better know Devon Witherspoon from Illinois and Christian Gonzalez from Oregon 
next on Locked On Bears. The Locked On Bears podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. It is a fun, free mobile app that's perfect for all of you aspiring general managers out there. If you've ever thought you'd do a great job of running your own football team, you can make these draft pick decisions better than the teams can. You can sign better free agents, make better trades, hire and fire better coaches, etc. All of that is within your power in the Ultimate Pro Football GM app. It's every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and try to lead your team to glory. Trust me, it's not as easy as you might think. It's a challenging and realistic game world. I, I've been able to get my team to the playoffs pretty regularly, but putting it over to the top to the championship is something that's really, really, really fun, but difficult to pull away. And plus, Ultimate Football GM is free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want, whenever you want. Trust me, it's it's a little bit addicting, but it's it's really a lot of fun. Lockdown Bears listeners will get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you enter in our promo code Locked On in all caps in the game's store. That's Locked On. On all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. When you start to just look at the talent in this draft and who could be available for the Bears with the ninth overall pick, and you take out what positions the Bears actually need here, it feels to me like in a lot of cases, the cornerbacks are really going to be often at least one of the two cornerbacks will be should be there. And whether either one or both is there, they will probably be the most talented and best player available purely based on just tape, not on fit with the Bears or anything like that. But just tape like these guys, there's a, these two cornerbacks, both Witherspoon and Gonzalez, both look like special types of top 10 talents and like future Pro Bowl caliber players there. They both have some similar strengths, but I think if I, I and I, I always like to, I try and simplify it. I don't want to get too deep into the weeds of, you know, player evaluation and scouting. So I, I try to simplify it without oversimplifying it. And I think the way to try and look at these guys is, is they're both in slightly different archetypes that we can kind of compare and contrast here. That one is one fits a certain mold and the other one fits a certain mold. And they're not that different, but there's enough differences that you can kind of determine your own flavor. And I think, Devon Witherspoon is a little bit more Matt Eberflus's flavor between the two of them. He is aggressive. He's tenacious. He loves to be physical and and go after the ball and just be that that baller on the outside. He can press, stay on top of you if you're in man-to-man coverage, but like in off coverage, he's really good at anticipating where routes are going to go, knowing where his help is, knowing like, okay, I've got a safety over top to the outside so I can play more inside, or I've got a linebacker on the inside so I can play more on the outside. There's, there's a certain intelligence there and being able to then like keep his eyes on the quarterback and attack the ball, reading it, driving after it and finishing it. Like he only had what I think three interceptions this past season and two in a couple seasons before that. So only five career interceptions doesn't strike you on paper, like on the box score as ball skills, but he has a lot of pass breakups, you know, the, the PDs where he gets, he attacks the ball in the air. He doesn't always come down with it as the catch, but he's very good at finding the ball, knowing when the ball is going to be there and, and being able to at least attack it. And really then, then the difference is just, does he catch it or does he not? And I mean, first of all, he doesn't always have a good, clean opportunity to catch it, but he does have a good, clean opportunity to, you know, punch it out or swat it out or just rip at the receiver's hands to make sure, you know, his priority number one is force the incompletion. Priority number two is catch the ball, but he does the number one of that 
really, really well. And I think that's what the Bears look for in terms of a cornerback. Like ball skills, somebody who can attack that ball and be smart in dropping back into coverage. He's also definitely the better of the two in, in run defense. Takes really good angles, chasing after the ball laterally, and is a physical tackler. Seems to really like contact. He's not just one of these cornerbacks that kind of just, you know, throws his body and throws his shoulder in there, but really likes to get physical and get his nose a little bit dirty in there. He's also a guy who has played on the outside and has played in the slot. So if you had somebody like Witherspoon come in with that ninth overall pick, it gives you the flexibility then for Kyler Gordon. You know, we saw Gordon play both this past season, and it's not super clear right now what his long-term future is going to be. He, he, he did both okay. He had good moments and bad moments at both. Eventually, you'd like to kind of stick him in one. But if you're sitting there today, is he a slot? Is he an outside guy? I don't, I don't know yet. I, I don't think the jury is still out on which one he could be. And someone like Witherspoon has the versatility where you can then try them out at both and say, okay, Gordon seems to be really playing better in the slot. Let's leave him there. Witherspoon can play outside or vice versa. Gordon seems to be playing a lot better on the outside. Let's leave him there and we can plug Witherspoon in the slot. And you know what? If Jalen Johnson leaves the following year, you can move Witherspoon back outside, right? He has shown the ability to play both of those positions and play them also in Lovey Smith's defense, at least the first season or two at, at Illinois. The last year or so was a different defense that was definitely more man coverage heavy. But, he, you know, the Lovey Smith tree is kind of where Rod Marinelli came out of. And then Iberflus was part of the Rod Marinelli defense. Like there's a lot of it's, it's not a one to one like he'd be plug and play would know the Bears defense the moment he steps on the field at House Hall and at Soldier Field. But I think there's some conceptually there's some carryover there. And I think there might be a little bit more of a comfort level there. And also just skill set wise, you know, if the Bears are going to ask him to play a little bit more, you know, off zone in certain situations, he might have some a little bit more comfort there scheme wise, as opposed to a cornerback that, you know, like Gonzalez, who we'll get into, is who's a little bit more of a man to man heavy scheme through more of his college career. Now, certainly Witherspoon and Gonzalez, neither one is a perfect cornerback prospect. Witherspoon's a little bit smaller, even he's smaller in general and even a little bit smaller than uh, Gonzalez plays at a lighter weight then you, you might like, he needs to bulk up and add some strength there. And also that, that aggressiveness and that tenacity got him in trouble sometimes. And he was flagged a little bit more often than you'd like to see. Uh, I believe it, it tended to be a little bit more like early contact and, and not, I mean, sometimes it was pass interference. Sometimes it was illegal contact or defensive holding, right? It's not always like the, the absolutely burned downfield for defensive pass interference flags, but still like, he, you, you like that aggressiveness and it's a good thing, but it's also like you got to know when and where and how and, and control for that is still something he's refining as he goes into his career. And just like physically, like speed wise, he's no, he's not a freak athlete at cornerback. Certainly like he's not slow, but he's not, you know, like comparatively Gonzalez, who we'll get into in a moment, like Gonzalez is a freak athlete at cornerback and Witherspoon is not, I wouldn't even say average. I mean, he's above average. I think he ran like a four, 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 three at his pro day. Like that's, that's good. Like check the box, check pretty much all the boxes you want physically meets all the minimums and even a little bit above in some areas, but it's just not over the top athletic. And so like, he's never going to be the fastest guy on the field. That's not a, that's not a huge red flag. It's just, you know, it's notably when we're, when we're trying to separate, okay, what's, what makes Gonzalez and Witherspoon different? Why might teams prefer one guy over the other? Witherspoon is a little bit more, I would say, refined coverage-wise, but maybe not as much of the freak athlete, whereas um, Gonzalez is special physically in a lot of different ways and, and also very good in coverage, but maybe not quite as rounded and refined. But we'll get a better sense of 
you know, what makes uh, Gonzalez a little bit different. And, and then I think as a result, why the Bears might prefer someone like Witherspoon next on Locked on Bears. You can see where NFL teams might fall into slightly different buckets for which of these cornerbacks they prefer. You've got Witherspoon, who's who's good in off coverage, good in man coverage, like seems and good ball skills, attacks the ball in the air, but maybe has a little bit not limited physically, even that's too much, but you know isn't special physically. Then you've got Gonzalez, who is taller, longer, faster, vertical cornerback, and teams love that mold that archetype i mean he's he ran a 438 which like in terms of the 40 yard dash time you know we're talking about milliseconds when it's all said and done does that really separate these guys that much i mean well one's one's the combine one's the pro day and those are always kind of pro days can be a little bit inflated for guys and combines can be a little bit slower for guys but also it's not just the measured speed right it's it's what you see on tape it's it's being able to it's not just like the 40 yard sprint speed but it's it's recovery speed, you know, finding that second gear. It's short area quickness, change of direction, maintaining speed in that way. Gonzalez is fluid. He's He really has quick feet that can keep him at a high speed while also changing directions at times. He can stay on top of guys downfield and knows how to, like, be physical down the sideline, right? Like, he he's able to sort of press them and know where, like, how to use the sideline as part of his coverage tool belt that he can he can kind of make sure that you know it's like the extra defender there he can buy them out and be more physical in that way despite not being particularly like jacked I mean he's lean and narrow and definitely somebody that needs to continue to add some strength as well like he pressed well in college but in the NFL the receivers are going to be bigger and stronger and you feel like he's going to need to kind of keep in tune with that and guys like that have room to grow on their frames and typically do when you get into the NFL He's a guy who seems to be able to anticipate where receivers are going to go in man coverage, stay in their hip pocket and kind of read read their body language as they change direction. To me, he's a little bit less savvy in zone coverage, particularly like, like off coverage, trying to like read the play that way. You know, it, the spacing can be a little bit funky in terms of, okay, like how much room do I give him before I need to either collapse on that or turn and run with him? Like that, that sort of dynamic is something he's, not bad at, but just still mastering, still adjusting to, still getting more and more comfortable with. I also feel like he's not as good at like when the ball is in the air, turning back to find the ball when it's going to come at the receiver. Like he can read the receiver's hands well enough to know when to try and disrupt passes, but isn't always necessarily like finding the ball in the air as well. And you don't see that affect him in terms of penalties. He's been generally been pretty smart about not not generating those penalties, but I think it has limited some of his opportunities to to get turnovers. Right? He had four his senior year at Oregon, but before that, I don't think he had any when he was at Colorado before he transferred. So like it's, both are both areas I think we're seeing progress on, but need to see more progress, but but saw the types of development in that direction that you would that you would like to see. But really, like right now, he's already, I think, a, a plug and play man-to-man cornerback who's got all the physical tools, but just needs to be a bit more refined in, in zone coverage, needs to get more comfortable in that way. And also in terms of the running game, I don't think he's... I don't think he's nearly as as good of a tackler. And I mean, not that Witherspoon is like the best tackler in the class or anything, and not that Gonzalez is terrible, but he's a little bit more of a throw your body around and and not necessarily like wrap up well. He's not a great finisher when it comes to the running game. But again, 
guy who's long and fast, like teams love that. The physical tools are everything you want in a top 10 pick at cornerback. He's also like a year and a half younger than Witherspoon. I think Witherspoon was like at community college for a year or so, and then then transferred to the big school. So like he got a little bit of a delayed start, whereas, you know, Gonzalez did a couple years at Colorado and then transferred to Oregon and then left and is ready to go to the NFL. So, you know, when you're trying to nitpick between two prospects and say, I like both these cornerbacks, which one do I prefer? A year and a half of age does make a difference when one is, you know, 20 and a half and the other one is 22 years old. Like there's, there's something there. You're going to get a little bit more prime out of one than the other when you're trying to separate. But it does feel to me like, right, the Bears seem to like at cornerback guys who are good in the running game, guys with ball skills, guys who are good in off zone coverage. And that's a lot more Devon Witherspoon than Christian Gonzalez. But I mean, there's a chance that Witherspoon is off the board, that he goes before the Bears pick and it's just Gonzalez. And I still feel like even though Gonzalez is the less ideal of the two cornerbacks to fit in the Bears defense, he's still like with that, with the baseline coverage skills that he has already and all the physical tools, like He's got the floor and the high. He definitely has the higher ceiling. I think he's got a lower floor than Witherspoon, but a high enough floor that he still looks like a, a surefire top 10 pick caliber player in this draft. And when you start to go through like the first eight picks before you get to the Bears, of course, we're expecting three, if not four quarterbacks to come off the board there. You're going to have Will Anderson. You're probably going to have Tyree Wilson. You might have Jalen Carter. And then it becomes, okay, maybe one of the cornerbacks is the eighth one there, or if only three quarterbacks come off the board, then one of the CBs could be one of those spots, but you start to fill up those first eight picks pretty fast. And it leaves you with a pretty good possibility that one or even both of those cornerbacks are still there. I imagine if, if you're someone who's done many of the mock draft simulators, whether it's pro football network, pro football focus, uh, you know, a few other places have mock draft simulators. I'm guessing when you do them with the ninth overall pick plenty often, at least one of these two cornerbacks is there, if not both of these two cornerbacks. And when you look at those big boards on those simulators, Every time those cornerbacks are going to be higher than Paris Johnson Jr., than Jackson Smith and Jigba, than any of the players you might want as needs to fill for the Chicago Bears there, these cornerbacks are always higher on those big boards because I think these cornerbacks are overall better players. How you compare, how, how do you say a cornerback is better than a than an offensive tackle? Well, it, it becomes like floor and ceiling and what he is now and what you think he can be, but it's not always a one-to-one position comparison, but it feels like, it's such a it's such a talented spot, and with the ninth overall pick, you just want to get a top ten player in this draft and say, screw the position. We got three picks in the second and third round. We can fill the needs there, but let's get a true difference maker with this top ten pick. I don't know if Ryan Poles is is going to be able to pull the trigger on a cornerback there. After last year, we certainly should not rule it out, given how big of a need wide receiver was, and they still said, screw it. We're not just going to take the position of need. We're going to take the best player available. That's what Paul said, right? After last year's draft, he said, we thought these two guys that we drafted were too good to pass up, that we would kick ourselves if we didn't draft Gordon and, and Brisker just to reach for a wide receiver or an offensive tackle or whatever last year. Is he going to feel the same way about Witherspoon or Gonzalez? Man, if we don't take this cornerback, we're going to kick ourselves later down the line when this guy's a pro bowler and we had the chance to draft him and we didn't end up doing it. Can't rule it out the possibility that Ryan Poles can still be a little bit of a wild card with these first picks. We don't we don't have a lot of years of track record to know where he's going to go and where he's not. And so I think it's important that we know these cornerbacks and keep our mind open to them being as possibilities. It's not what I'm personally advocating for them to do. I I still think and I've made the, I've made the case for JSN. I made the case for Paris Johnson Jr. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be that mad if they took the cornerbacks. To be honest with you. It's probably not what I would do first choice as general manager. I do feel like 
I mean, it's hard to know the full dynamics, but it's almost it feels like there's the needs are too big to pass up there. But I, again, I wouldn't hate it, and I think it's something we should we should be ready for. We'd love to know what you'd think if the Bears draft a cornerback with the ninth overall pick. You're gonna be angry. You're gonna get the pit, the pitchforks and torches out. You're gonna be frustrated. You're gonna be sad, or you're gonna be happy and say, "Screw it!" In polls, we trust. Get us a good football player. We'll fill the needs elsewhere. Maybe it'll depend. You might be upset at nine, but if they get a tackle and a, and a pass rusher in the second round, you know, if they can still get the second round needs, will you be less mad then if they take the cornerback in the first round? Let us know in the comment section here on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel. You can tweet us at Lockdown Bears. You can post in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group as well. However you do it, just make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Bears wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for making Lockdown Bears your first listen every day. We love our everydayers, those of you that are tuning in five days a week. I know some people jump in, jump out, they're dabbling in the podcast or whatever, but it's the everydayers that are really getting the most enriched Chicago Bears experience, learning more about their team, being more engaged in what is going on with this franchise. So I appreciate all of you everydayers. Come on back for tomorrow's podcast. I'd like to, in the next couple of days here, probably tomorrow, start looking at like first and second round combos. Okay, if the Bears go tackle in the first round and receiver in the second round and edge rusher with their second second round pick. Like, do you like that combo better than like receiver tackle defensive end versus defensive end tackle center? You know, different pick combinations to try and get a sense of like, okay, what could these groupings look like and which grouping do we like the most? That's coming up later this week on the Lockdown Bears podcast. So tune back in for that. And of course, you have to come on back for your next opportunity to bear down.